We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him. He is Zach Kelberman, fresh off a couple of days uh, from the microphone, Zach, what's good, bro? You you wrote an interesting story today. Some some coaching goings on. What's the very latest? I just don't know what year I'm living in, what simulation I'm living in. The fact that Rex Ryan, of all people, is the top candidate reportedly to become the Broncos defensive coordinator. And if that's not weird enough, we got wind last night and an interview tomorrow featuring VJ. Vance Joseph could be coming back to Denver as defensive coordinator. Um, it's it's totally, totally um, unscripted, in my opinion. People talk about the NFL being rigged, but I don't know who saw this coming. Certainly not me. And the last candidate, like you mentioned, I wrote about was Chris Richard. He is currently or was the co-DC in New Orleans. He was the passing game coordinator in Dallas. He was the defensive coordinator in Seattle. He has a lot of pelts on the wall, a lot of experience, familiarity with both Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. But like I mentioned, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, Rex Ryan right now is the top candidate to become Azure Evero's successor. I don't hate it. I do not hate the prospect of Rex Ryan returning to the coaching ranks sounds like to me, he's getting a little bit bored. All right. In the media thing. And he kind of hung up his uh, clipboard at, I, I mean, I, I guess you can see it cause he was coming off to, I don't know. You, you could categorize the jets as a failed regime, even though they had some success early, but he was coming off two failed head coaching stints where he got shown the door. Could have gone right back into the grinder, but he steps away. I think he's bored. I think he's kind of wanting to get those competitive juices going again. And look, we could say what we want. There's a lot of jokes that can be made about Rex Ryan, but the one thing not to joke about is his defenses have always, always been very, very good. And that is really what the bottom line is here. D Generation X, what's up, bro? Good to see you. Appreciate you jumping in with Thank a you. very generous top rope super chat. And a topic here in his super chat, very much on point. He says, This Rex Ryan thing as defensive coordinator reminds me of Pat Shermer. Old, out of touch with the modern day NFL. Ain't we all know 
how about a don't we all know about how big of a screw up Pat Shermer was? They should have just kept Rich Scangarello. He got more out of the quarterbacks as a rookie OC. So it sounds like Zach, and thank you by the way, very much appreciate it, big dog, for the super chat. Sounds like he's having some misgivings that uh, Rex Ryan he's been gone too long. Yeah, but in this, you know, I understand what you're trying to say, DX. Um, but in this instance, who would the Scangarello be? The Broncos don't have any. I mean, Christian Parker, as the young up-and-comer, I guess he would qualify. But I feel like the the edict that came from Greg Penner, George Payton, when they hired Sean Payton, was we want an experienced coaching staff. We don't want to go through the same situation we had last year where we had a, a rookie head coach, rookie DC, rookie OC, and rookie special teams coordinator. We want experience on that side of the ball. Um, the thing with Rex is his personality is very bombastic, but it's in a way where it galvanizes the locker room. You want to run through a wall when you play for Rex Ryan. That's unlike Vic Fangio, unlike VJ, unlike Hackett, and unlike Pat Shermer. I have a video on my Twitter. We can't play it. Too many bad words on there. But he's the dog, the D-A-W-G that the Broncos have long lacked on the field and on the sidelines. Remember a few years ago when Aqib Tlaib said, Shab, the Broncos don't have those dogs anymore? They haven't had that killer instinct. Not only would Rex be that, he would bring more dogs. It would be an alpha among alphas. It's exactly what they need to kickstart them. No more complacency, no more club med, no more um, you know sunshine unicorns. Everyone is everyone's best friend. They need a kick in the behind, and Rex would do that. John, again, thank you for the super chat, my friend. Uh, the Duchess jumping in, another very generous super chat. This is thank what Michaela does. One of many reasons she is near and dear to our hearts. We love you, Michaela, the Duchess representing. She says, sexy, rexy, a glitch in the matrix. LOL, much love and MHH forever. I know, what world are we living in? If I would have told you this time last year, Zach, that <laughs> a year from now, Sean Payton will be the Broncos head coach. Russell Wilson will have produced like the worst uh, season in his career. And Rex Ryan is likely defensive coordinator. You would like, you would laugh me out of the room. I would have you uh, committed to Chad to the closest mental asylum because I wouldn't believe it. But apparently Sean Payton has contacts and uh, he likes to, I guess, surround himself with experienced older coaches. The special teams coordinator could be Mike Westoff who goes way back in, in the Jets days as well, similar to Rex Ryan. But even further than that, I believe he's 75 now, but he's hiking mountains, as he put on Twitter, Mike Westoff is, and he's meeting with the Broncos, I believe, tomorrow. So experience is the buzzword here um, in Dove Valley under Sean Payton. Indeed, and it's exciting. Guys, lots more to get to, including many super chats and comments that are stacked up. We're going to get to it, but it's been a few days with Mr. Producer, uh, on vacation for the last week. We haven't had an updated list for the month of February. Here are your Super Chat rankings. As you know, at the end of this month, we will take the top five finishers on Super Chat. That's cumulative, okay? Names go on a hat, draw that winner, gets a Broncos jersey of their choosing, and we send it out as a, as a thank you for their support. So right now the top five, Deanna Hendry, Lady D at the top, Gary Palmer, number two, the swashbuckler himself. The Duchess, who we just heard from at number three, Michaela Parker. D-Dub, one of our longtime friends and supporters, Dale, at number four. Uh, and then number five, a newer name, at least as it relates to the top five. That's Renardo Scavella. Appreciate each and every one of you. And then look, just a few 
obvious uh, people we know, key contributors, key super chat superstars, just outside of the five top five FA, Luke, Sam Bam, Ethan from the DWI guys. So there's your updated list of the super chat rankings for the month of February. Diving back into the stream, though, let's grab BK, who says, and thank you for that super chat, my friend. He says, Desai or bust for me? Fangio, he's a Fangio Fox disciple, smart, got a master's degree, a doctorate, and a professor for a couple of years. So so definitely Sean Desai got a big brain on him. Do you like him as a as a possibility? What's your who's who's your ideal solution here tonight uh, for defense coordinator, Zach? Is it Rex? Is it Desai? Is it who who do you like the most and why? Well, the one person we're not talking about because he hasn't gotten an interview is Mike Zimmer. And I feel like he could be, you know, what they need in terms of stability experience, but not being, you know, too aggressive or too out of touch, too over the hill. I don't know Zimmer's status in, with Colorado and Deion Sanders. Um, Desai, I understand the Vic Fangio recommendation, but what does it say that Fangio recommended him? They interviewed Desai and they went out and are courting uh, Rex Ryan and Chris Richard and Vance Joseph now. I don't know how high he is on the Broncos list, but to me, Chad, maybe you disagree. Him having a master's and a doctorate does nothing for me. Him being a professor for a couple years, it's about coaching X's and O's, coaching football, getting the most out of your players. Ajiro Evero wasn't a rocket scientist, but he got the most out of his players. So as long as he can do that, as long as anyone can do that, I'd be on board. What intrigues me about Rex and I understand the apprehension over him being out of the game, but you know, like even Scott said, it's, it's coaching football. It's, it's not the hardest thing in the world. People make it overcomplicated. They need that alpha. They need that fire. They need that spark. They need that deaf woo. You know, don't even F with us, the uh, the Derek Wolf credo. They need more of that. They haven't had that in so long. He's aggressive. Uh, he shut down Tom Brady in 2010 in the postseason with the Jets. I mean, he has the wherewithal and he has um, the ability to go toe-to-toe and hang with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, everyone in the division, outside the division. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
So more and more, I'm coming around to Rex Ryan being the DC. I think it'd be fun, if anything else. Again, the biggest reason I don't worry about that as a downside to Rex Ryan, you know, he's been out of the league too long, is, yeah, he's been out of the league from a coaching perspective, but he's still been involved in the league on the reg. That's how he collects his paycheck is breaking down the film, watching the game, staying engaged, having to be educated on what's happening in real time with these games so that when the camera's on and the lights are on, he doesn't look like a complete buffoon and a fool. So he might not be on the inner sanctum, right, of what's been happening coaching-wise, but he's still been engaged. This isn't a guy that said sayonara, grabbed a martini, headed off to the Caribbean. We haven't heard from him since, whatever that was, Zach, 2016. Uh, Sam Bam, brother, thank you for your patience. Got a super chat in early. Love you, big dog. He says, good evening. Pardon me. Not sure what to make about Rex Ryan as a potential DC. It's nice to have a former head coach as a defensive coordinator, but he has been out of the league for a while. Your thoughts? And he's saying, obviously, no to Joseph. Sam, I think you know we've gotten this one. We've already kind of gone down this path. But, Zach, this was, in fairness, because I want to steel man this a little bit, this was one of your initial concerns about Rex Ryan, the idea that he's been out of things for a while. So if you've come around, as you said earlier, what's what has kind of mollified your thoughts on this? Again, I, I wish we can play the video, just some of his speeches and how he approaches a locker room and team building. It, you'd be hard pressed to find a former player of Rex Ryan's in Baltimore and Buffalo and New York that has a bad word to say about him. They love playing for Rex Ryan. Players like Bart Scott followed Rex Ryan from one stop to another. He has he has an ability to kind of endear himself to every type of personality, similar to Wade Phillips, and similar as well in that he's a aggressive chat he gets after the quarterback he's not passive um and the only apprehension that i can really touch on now as opposed to a few days ago that's changed for me was him being out of the nfl not coaching for whatever seven years but he's been involved and you mentioned this as well as an espn analyst and when you are that you have to be abreast of every team every storyline every situation and if you go back during the regular season and there's a clip floating around rex lambass the Broncos offense, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson. He tells it like it is. He doesn't sugarcoat. He identifies the problem and he fixes the problem head on. No BS, none of that fairy tale Hollywood stuff. It's straight. It's gritty. It's to the point, And that's what the Broncos need. Well said, Michael Ronquillo jumping in. Thank you, brother. Great to see you uh, saying go Broncos and buck them. By the way, guys, you have absolutely crushed out of the park the new Mile High Huddle t-shirt, the Buckham t-shirt. Seriously, like you guys are getting as close to a point where we're out of stock. I mean, it's been unbelievable how uh, how much you guys have responded. If you have not seen the new t-shirt design at Mile High Huddle, I'll give you a, a little uh, preview right here, okay? Look, you've got the Sean Payton visor. You've got the hashtag Buckham, which is a – term Sean Payton coined over Super Bowl weekend when it comes to uh, the haters, right? Buckham. That's with a B, YouTube. So check them out. We'll uh, drop the link again in the chat. And much love and respect and thanks to each and every one of you who have pulled the trigger and absolutely just smashed uh, that link. So get keep the orders coming. Appreciate you. As long as we have them in stock, we're going to keep shipping. So I just dropped the link in the chat. Uh, Plumbaugh, brother. And, and by the way, last thing. When you get your T-shirts, we want you to send us the selfie, DM us, add us on Twitter, email it to milehighhuddle at gmail.com. 
and we will flex you out on uh, social media. So Plumbob, thank you, brother. Good to see you. Helping us keep the lights on. He says, it's off topic, but so happy Patrick Sertan was all pro in his second year in the league. What a hit. Yeah, that's a guy that, um, you know, I didn't hate the pick, Zach, when the, when the Broncos made it. Um, I liked it. It was a position of need. And out of the gates, he became, I mean, what did it take him? Two or three games, maybe, to become a set-and-forget cornerback starter on this defense. And then, man, he went from zero to 60. He was a very impressive Pro Bowl caliber rookie campaign, Zach. But year two, like, becoming viewed as the preeminent, premier NFL shutdown corner. Very uh, encouraging as far as what kind of harbinger that is for his future. I think it took him one game, the first preseason game. He had a pick six. I mean, he <laughs> was true. he was a rock star from the opening whistle from the moment the Broncos drafted him. And it's funny, I read that the Bears are thinking about trading Justin Fields. So for all the hand-wringing and criticism and condemnation that was thrown George Payton's way, I think we're all happy with PS2 blossoming into I believe the best cornerback in the NFL, sorry, Sauce Gardner. PS2 doesn't actually hold on every route like you do. Um, I was actually, I wanted Micah Parsons more in that draft than I wanted Justin Fields or Mac Jones, but I am more than happy. I am ecstatic with PS2. And the thing that's good with him, if they do hire Rex Ryan as DC, what makes his defense go is the secondary. He had a really good one in New York, Darrell Revis, Antonio Cromartie. Nope. PS2 can be that Revis, and uh, they also have Simmons as well and a couple other young pieces. That's also what's keeping me attracted to, as Michaela says, sexy Rexy as DC. Hey, and let's not forget Jim Leonard in, in for right. the New York Jets back in the day. Um, you know, hey, Rex Ryan's defense, always uh, formidable. It was interesting, if you guys can think back, I know it's, we're going back in time a little bit here, but to the Tebow season 2011. You guys remember that? Uh, I want to say Sunday night football, Broncos, Jets, and the Jets came rolling in like it was a Thursday know. night game. I remember well, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Fortress. right. It was Thursday night. You probably remember this, but the Jets That's came right. rolling in like they were just going to snap this whole Tebow thing, uh, you know, nip it in the bud. And it was another ugly offensive performance. Rex Ryan and company did what you would expect them to do. And they basically shut down the Broncos offense and Tebow. But in the critical moments, Tebow gave you that magic when it mattered most. And he ended up getting the win. I remember that long run. Remember that for the touchdown toward the end of the game from like, I don't know, it was 20 something yards out. Uh, and Rex is just going, man, this Tebow guy, David Kilgore. What's up, big dog. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. Very generous. He says, I was wanting to know all your opinion about getting Zach Wilson as QB two. I know he hasn't been good in New York, but I feel like there's no QB that's been good in that system. Also, he could learn from Russell Wilson and get better under Sean Payton. Zach, your thoughts? What is Zach Wilson going to learn? Not to chase Cougars in Denver? I, I, I don't want the baggage. I don't want anything to do with Zach Wilson. He is a certified bust as far as I'm concerned. They don't need to reinvent the wheel at backup quarterback. They don't need someone that can steal any spotlight from Russell Wilson or Sean Payton for that matter. A Jacoby Brissett, for example, would work just fine as QB2. Pass on Zach Wilson all day, every day. Yeah, I've always felt like he was fool's gold from the very beginning. Um, even coming from the the Rockies, coming from BYU and the proximity and whatnot. I don't know, fool's gold. There hasn't really been a, a BYU quarterback 
that uh, has excited me since. You got to go way back, way back, right to the to the uh, Steve Young era. By the way, I'm seeing uh, Big Earn. Do my eyes deceive me? Big Earn on YouTube, not Facebook. Yo, man, times they are a changing. Uh, Sue Gibson. Oh, I think we did it at the same time, as producer. Sue, thank you for joining us. She says she's new to the podcast. She says, love it. You guys rock. Thanks for doing this. Sue, thank you so much. And uh, much love and respect to you and all the great ladies in the MHH family. Seriously, we appreciate so many uh, true bona fide mavens from that list. And Sue, connect with us on Twitter. Another way to keep the conversation going. And uh, do one of these in our mentions. We will follow back. So thank you for that super chat and for being with us tonight. And then here's Ronald jumping in with a super chat. Thanks, Big Dog. He says, why do you think the Broncos may have drifted away from Sean Desai? Because he is my first choice. This is my speculation. Maybe Sean Payton is a little bit of a star effer, you know, star chaser. I think he might want the bigger name like a Rex Ryan or like a Vance Joseph. Maybe Sean Desai didn't impress in his interview. Maybe they don't want a Vic Fangio recommendation. I don't know. It could be a million things, but I, I feel like Sean wants a little more name cachet on his um, on his squad, on his staff. That's why he's going after a legendary special teams coach like Mike Westoff. That's why he's going after, I mean, Rex Ryan of all people or bringing back VJ when none of us thought that was ever possible. So it could be a, a bunch of different things, but I've heard – Radio silence, Chad, out of Denver about Sean Desai. Same here. Same here. Um, I don't know. I think if you're looking for skins on the wall, it has been a few years. But Rex Ryan, of the list of candidates we know the Broncos have shown an interest in, he is the most proven when it comes to that. So, look, it doesn't really concern me that much that he's been out of the league for a few years. Again, if he was – chilling on the beach like uh, Mr. Producer was the last week or so, this entire time he's been out of the league, maybe I'd be a little bit concerned, but not really. He spent his entire life, literally, Rex Ryan, since he was knee-high to a grasshopper because of his father, Buddy Ryan, in the NFL, in and around football. This dude has forgotten more than any of us will probably ever know he's a lifer. about the X and O's. So, uh Garth Knight, brother, thank you for the super chat. One of our great regulars, a bona fide superstar. He's saying, I can dig a Rex hire. Like Michaela says, it's probably a glitch in the matrix, but we'll see. I just like that Sean Payton, I mean, if if Denver is becoming attractive again from a as a recruiting beacon, right, for coaches, big-name coaches, and obviously the money will talk, what is it going to do for the Broncos in free agency? Very uh, another example or another opportunity, I guess, to use the word harbinger. Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton said himself he's uh, quick to fire and slow to hire. You know, I, I love that that mindset because he wants to take his time and really determine who the best coach is for this roster. And it's the one who gets the most out of his players, the one who fits the scheme. Rex does run a three, four. It's what the Broncos ran under Evero. There wouldn't be much of a transition there. And he's aggressive, gets after the quarterback. And most importantly, the intangibles with Rex Ryan, he is unique, man. He is one of one when it comes to a coach, a person, and he gets you fired up and wanting to run through a wall. That's what the Broncos need. I think Sean Payton recognizes that. Uh, John, a.k.a. D-Generation X, saying thanks. It is my mind. I'm not sure, Zach, the syntax here. Syntax here. Maybe it's a reference from something earlier, but especially when you're talking about dogs. 
I'm not certain what you're trying to say there, John. But then he comes back in here and says, y'all need to get some 5X t-shirts. I hear you, bro. Okay. Um, as it currently stands, our uh, provider does not offer that. But we're doing the best we can to find a workaround because we've had a lot of requests for that, including you, big dog. So just know that we are working on it. Uh, Road Glide Nash in the house. What's up, dude? Thank you for the super chat. That's a newer name. Welcome. Appreciate you. Connect with us on social media, Twitter. You know the the uh, spiel. He says, Chad and Zach, how do you guys feel about how long it's taken to put together the staff? And also, do you have any info on the new strength and conditioning coach? Zach, I'll let you grab the strength and conditioning thing, and I'll just tell you this. The whole NFL was kind of guided by uh, all the teams in the hiring cycle this time around were guided by this new, not necessarily requirement from the NFL, but this new policy prescription, this recommendation to be more thorough, take more time in making your coaching hires. Uh, nothing makes billionaires uh, sit up at their seats a little bit closer, Zach, than seeing laid out bare on a big screen for everyone the millions and millions of dollars that get wasted in coaching hires that end up having to be fired and whatnot. So I just think that whole philosophy really uh, has guided this entire thing. And then of course, Sean Payton, the additional wrinkle guys is yeah, you, you get Sean Payton at the end of January uh, or beginning of February. I'm trying to remember exactly when it was announced, but then he's got to complete and finish his commitments and obligations to Fox sports. So while he's, trying to hit the ground running with the Broncos, doing his thing. He's also got to keep one eye on what's coming up on the Super Bowl week and having all his Super Bowl ducks in a row and going, making all the rounds. I'm sure that had a, a little bit of a uh, impact, Zach, on the timeliness or lack thereof of some of these hires. But at the end of the day, Road Glide Nation, it doesn't matter how long it takes as long as they Sean Payton makes the right hires. Exactly. That's, I think, uh, what Sean Payton feels as well. Um, with the strength and conditioning coach, we've heard one name so far, and that's Dale Dale Wimp. I, I can't pronounce his last name. It like it glitches my brain. But he was with the Saints longtime SNC guy there. Um apparently their injury situation was much better than the Broncos was, and that's not hard to do when you have 25 players on IR. We can pull Declan, up- Declan Doyle. Oh, no, that's tight ends coach. Tight ends coach. Yeah, it's Dale 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 Wimper. I, I literally cannot pronounce his name, but longtime SNC guy who knows Sean Payton, and he's got to be a step up from uh, Lauren Lando. If you yeah, can try, Chad, that'd be great. Take a shot at that. I'm gonna see. Uh, hold on, stand by. Uh, I'll circle back though, since since uh, we got to keep it going. Yo, from Thailand, what's up? See, proving once again, Broncos country, not. A geographic location it's a state of being baby <laughs> appreciate you uh good to see you checking in from uh thailand phil in tucson another hashtag state of being badass in the flesh here saying good evening priests and deacon scott we would definitely have some great pressers with rex yeah you would get that one per week that would uh, definitely be appointment viewing with uh rex ryan zach when the season rolls around you'd be hearing from him once a week uh, so we'll see. I'm honestly hoping for that. I'm hoping for that. I don't quite know what to make of the Vance Joseph reporting other than to go back to your phrasing, the kind of star, uh, chasing. Um, but seriously, I don't understand. Look, maybe it's a coincidence. As you know, as a general rule on our show, we don't believe in coincidence. Okay. 
Maybe it is a little bit this time around, though, because there is always the exception that proves the rule that two of the most prominent names linked to Sean Payton's interest for defensive coordinator just so happened to be very recent former Denver Broncos head coaches. But that's a it's hard to cross so much water under that bridge like it's really hard to overcome that, especially Zach, when it's still so in so much in the recent past. I mean, I guess VJ, we're getting out there. We're, we've now reached about a half decade since his last season here. So I don't know. But um, for me, I'm still, I got Rex ranked number one, but I'm not going to shed any tears if they don't get him, depending on Zach, who the actual hire ends up being. Uh, well, the Broncos would have some good weeks of practice with VJ. They wouldn't cover tight ends very well, but they'd have good practices. Apparently it's Dale Rimple. That's how Scott laid it out for us. Pretty good pronunciation guide there. So Dale Dale Rimple. I, they couldn't pick a better first name for him, his parents. Uh, say la vie on that, though. Rex, listen, guys. If you have Twitter, after the show, go on my Twitter and go look up where I posted the video of Rex Ryan. We can't show it. Too many curse words. But if you're not fired up by that, and we're all sitting on our couches behind our computers watching that, but these are players that are going out there and risking life and limb and blood, sweat, and tears because of what he does in terms of motivation. I mean, even the famous snack speech, Chad, that he gave on Hard Knocks, you know, he goes, do you all understand what the – I want from y'all. And he's like, okay, let's go eat a damn snack. I, I mean, <laughs> who doesn't want to be coached by that? Who doesn't kind of uh, get attracted to that and, and, and get inspired by that? I know I would. So that's what he brings to the table on top of being one of the brighter defensive minds of this generation. Um, my screen just froze for a second. That's as I go back and forth from tabs and I try to do at times, as you guys see me do the share screen stuff every once in a while, Depending on what it what tab I'm trying to share, that tab might have a lot of data and it slows things down. So my apologies. Mike says, uh, Mike Reno, good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. He says, if Rex is hired, it will it will be interesting how his criticism of Russ will be received by the offense. An interesting point because, as you mentioned earlier, Rex Ryan, you know, as an analyst, didn't hold back. But I think Russell Wilson, Zach, probably – knows as well as anybody they were deserving of the uh, it, for a lot of not the individual some of the stuff with Russ got a little out there like it got a little uh axe to grindish right in terms of how some people really tried to crucify this dude last last fall but for the kind of just straight up X's and O's guys that were critical of Russell Wilson like Rex Ryan I think Russ knows that there was plenty of subject material there for them to sink their teeth into and turn the page. He's not looking in the rear view, Russell Wilson. He's face forward. I mean, listen, Russ said himself he wants to be coached hard by Sean Payton, but I feel like that hard coaching can trickle down to the rest of the staff. And what I mean by that, was there anyone in the Broncos building? I mean, any coach that would go up to Russ last year and say, listen, you're not playing well at all. You're playing pretty craptacular. No. I mean, from Hackett to Alton to Stukes to Azuro Evero, no one really approached Russ in that manner. They all held him to this godlike uh, stature for whatever reason. He had his own office and blah, 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 parking spots. Rex Ryan and Sean Payton as well, but Rex is the type, especially if his defense is going up against Russ in practice every single day, he go to him and be like, Russ, you're playing like crap right now. You're not good at all. That's what he needs to hear. He needs that, you know, force yourself to look in the mirror, come to Jesus talk, whatever it is, Rex can provide that while also boosting up the defensive side and really create competition, Chad. 
I hate the expression pressure creates diamonds. It's so cliche. And I believe scientifically untrue as far as I know, but that's what the Broncos need. They haven't had enough competition. They've had fractures on the offense and defensive side. This is a way for them to all come together cohesively and be one heartbeat. That's well said, bro. And by the way, that was one of my favorite comments in the chat tonight. Uh, props to you, my friend. Leave the cougar chasing to Derek Wolf as it relates to Zach Wilson in, in New York. Uh, Chris Chances, brother, appreciate you. He says, Chad, Zach, Scott, still the best in the business. You're a prince, Chris. Much love and respect. Gary Blah Blah, jumping in from Canada up there, north of the 49th parallel. He says, Rex Ryan as DC. Let's grab Ed Reed as DB's coach. What do you think, Zach? Is that uh, on the on the table of the plausible? I mean, if we are star hunting here, if we are, uh, to quote Lil Peep, star shopping, why not Ed Reed? Because I feel like he just took a coaching job somewhere. I don't know if he's under contract. I'm looking at his wiki right now. Uh, he was the Bills defensive backs coach in 2016. Was that Rex in Buffalo in 2016? Yeah. So yes. I guess he has some familiarity there. And then he was an administrator at Miami where he played um, college football. So I don't know what he's doing now, but I, I wouldn't mind that. The thing is, though, you have a really good DB coach in place in Christian Parker, who's built up Patrick Sertan. He's built up Caden Stern, Simmons, and uh, Damari Mathis as well. So I would like you know, to have the name on the roster, Ed Reed, but you got a good guy already in, in CP. Gary Palmer, what's up, brother? The swashbuckler himself, one of our bona fide Mount Rushmore superstars. Great to see you. He says, hi, Chad, Zach, and Scott. I think we have to be careful about who we think gets the D.C. job. Remember, we thought they had cooled on Sean Payton. In other words, what he's saying is let's not jump to assuming out of the gates like Rex Ryan's the guy. And it's true. It's true. That's a good uh, a warning uh, word of caution, but there are is reporting right now, Gary. As of that report came out today, right? That that Rex is uh, currently the yeah. favorite to take the job, and so it must be a nice paycheck too that the Walton Penner Group is willing to offer on on behalf of Sean Payton to lure Rex Ryan away from that cushy ESPN gig. I think under the Penner Walton ownership, you know, their uh, regime, we're not going to get many leaks out of Dove Valley. No one's going to really know what's going on. There'd be a couple people like Schefter or Kliss that can get a scoop, but we don't really know anything. And I think that comment holds water, but you know, Sean Payton was billed as the favorite all along and they hired him. Rex is considered the favorite for DC. So that would mean, I think they're looking in that direction. I don't know where the VJ interest came from though. I, it's just, that's so out of left field for me, Chad, that I can't really like process it yet completely. Yeah. Uh, John, AKA DGX jumping in to say, uh, ease my mind is what he was trying to say in a previous super chat. Autocorrect screwed that all up because I talk into my phone. Uh, where I had Parkinson's, I can't type. I'm sorry to hear that, dude, about Parkinson's. That's definitely no joke. I've seen that um, yeah, close to home in my family, and that's unfortunate, my friend. So don't don't even don't sweat it. Thanks for clarifying. Appreciate the support. Uh, Colby, Triple C, in the house, saying, busy with work, but I watch the entire pod later. You guys rock. Love that, Colby. However you guys enjoy the podcast, we just love hearing that you watch it now, you watch it later, you listen later. 
I mean, we've got this great live community that joins us every single night. Uh, but we also have tens of thousands of people who listen on demand just on the download side. So each and every one of you within the sound of our voice, we love you. We appreciate you supporting what we do here at MHH. Thank you. All right. We are at 33 minutes. We're, we're making some pretty good time. Uh, I'm just doing a little perusal here of the chat. And then uh, there's a couple other topics I want to get to here tonight. Um, Zach, let's sketch this out a little bit further with Vance Joseph, just for the sake of our conversation here. Let's try and uh, get behind the eyes of Sean Payton. Is it really just star shopping or, I mean, cause VJ has had a couple of good defenses in Arizona. Didn't really put one together that one year in Miami, his defenses in Denver as uh, head coach were okay, but he still had vestiges of that Super Bowl unit, not the whole unit, but vestiges. When Joe Woods got too big for his britches, Vance stepped in. Defense did look better when Vance Joseph would take over play calling duty, whether it's coming out of a halftime or here and there, he did take over defensive play calling um, as the Denver Broncos head coach. And then you get to Arizona, he had a couple of really productive years as a, as a coordinator and then one not so good one. So what is it about Vance Joseph that is intriguing? Because the thing that Sean Payton has to understand, whether it would have been Vic, even with Rex, with VJ, is too many personalities, right? All of a sudden you've got all these uh, uh, type A alpha dogs coming in. VJ comes with his own batch of drama and different storylines attached to him. And it's like the old saying goes, especially from a leadership uh, vision perspective, too many cooks ruin the broth. I mean, who knows? Maybe Johnny Bolin, the blood of Denver, put in a call on VJ's behalf. Remember that old video yeah. that was, yeah, they were in the backseat of some car doing God knows what together. I don't know. I don't get the lore of VJ who's not regarded like a Rex Ryan, not regarded like a even a Vic Fangio, some defensive mastermind. His defenses in Arizona, they were top 15, I think, the first couple of years, which is okay, but they really fell off this past season. And every time I put on a Cardinals game, which wasn't very often, I saw them getting beat by the tight end. So nothing really changes in VJ's scheme, and that defense is littered with talent. I mean, first-round talent as well. They have Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. They have Buda Baker back there. So there's really no excuse not to have a type, top 15 defense, but that's what we're striving for with VJ, top 15. No, I want a top three. I want a top one defense. The Broncos have those horses in place, and they were on that trajectory under Azure Evero. And it sucks that Evero's gone, but they need to just slip someone in that's as aggressive and as um, flexible with the personnel as he was. And to me, that's not VJ. Todd Ostendorf saying, hey, hey, we're talking about Ed Reed. We're, why not Champ Bailey for, like, say, DB's coach? Well, it's kind of a, a little bit interesting as far as a topic to kind of crack open a little bit here because, obviously, Hall of Famer, but – there's the Sean Payton connection. Uh, Champ, after the Broncos parted ways, he pulled uh, – it was kind of like a Jerry Rice tenure in Denver. Remember that? He came in for the summer training camp, whatever year that was, 2002 or three, 2003 or four. Anyway, and he was gone by the time the regular season hit, right? Same thing with Champ. Only Champ signed a two-year deal in New Orleans in 2014 
worth, I don't know, something like $7 million or something, I'm trying to remember, didn't make the final roster. But there is that Sean Payton connection because you know Champ Bailey signed there in large part because of whatever recruiting efforts were made by Sean Payton. But here's the, here's the kicker, gang. Correct me if I'm wrong if somebody knows something that I don't, but Champ Bailey post-playing career, he's not looking – He's not, it's not like he's holding a coaching position here. Or he's trying to intern over there doing anything all of a sudden to come into the coaching ranks. You've got to really want that. You got to really want to grind that. Cause it is a grind, you know, NFL coaching, even as a position coach, it's basically a 365 job. And I think Jeff Saturday in uh, Indianapolis proved that just because you're a former legendary player doesn't mean you can coach. So just bringing in Champ Bailey because he's Champ Bailey doesn't serve much purpose, especially when you already have, again, a really good, fast-rising DB coach in Christian Parker, who I'd much rather retain than gamble on someone like Champ Bailey, who you just noted, Chad, doesn't have much coaching experience. Garth Knight, number two this evening. Thanks, big dog. He says, between Richard Sherman and Pat McAfee as a mouthpiece for Aaron Rodgers, Dragging on Wilson last season, I'm sure whatever Rex said pales in comparison. Yeah, I mean there was a lot of shade that uh, it got it got to be a little a little bit a lot of bit petty. It got to be like guys with axes to grind. Um, but we talked about this last year, Russ, especially when things started going south. But even before that, Zach, he was making himself an easy target in terms of the. Broncos country let's ride thing and like doggedly sticking to that no matter what the subway commercial, uh, the B uh, role of him saying Broncos country let's ride for the NBC sports Sunday night football promos and all that. Like he did make himself an easy target. A lot of the things that he would say at the podium when things were going South, just like oblivious to the outside perception or even the reality at times it felt like Zach of what was actually happening on the field. But a lot of this stuff, like he's talking about with uh, Richard Sherman and some of the other guys, it felt personal. Exactly. That, that was going to be my point. I mean, I was going to mention the high knees as well, where Russell Wilson made himself that meme, made himself a target. But it veered into unnecessary territory. It veered into personal, bringing up his wife, bringing up his kids, bringing up his mental state and everything off the field. Rex Ryan called Russell Wilson out for his play like we all did. I mean, we're fans of Russ. We want him to succeed. We're bigger fans, Chad and I, than I think most other analysts or podcasters out there. But we also called a spade a spade. And Russ was not playing good and certainly not warranting that contract. That was the point that Rex made. But there were too many other people that it became derangement. We talked about Locke derangement syndrome last year, but Wilson derangement syndrome blew that out of the water. I have never seen a a player a nine-time Pro Bowler, former Super Bowl champion. The first thing Russell Wilson did when he got to Denver, he was in a children's hospital volunteering his time. I have never seen someone like that get so much hate constantly over and over and over every day. It absolutely was personal. The thing with Rex is it was professional. And even the high knees thing, if the Broncos, what was that, on the plane ride to London, that was week eight. If the Broncos were, let's say, four and three, six and two going into that week, that would not have even been a storyline. No one would have even like latched on to him talking about, I used that trip while we're in the air. Some some other guys are sleeping, but I'm working out, I'm doing this, I'm preparing. 
that would have just been like in one ear out the other. But because it was, you know, slow news days, basically, it was like, hey, let's latch on to this. It was pile on. It was kick a man while he's down type stuff. And look, when a, when, when a guy deserves it for his play on the field, by all means, there were just at times last season where it got a little bit beyond the pale. Michael Ronquillo, bro, throwing down some massive stars thank you on Michael. facebook love you big dog he says these stars are for broncos country and all the mile huddle podcast hosts and scott go broncos and hey why not buck them right buck them all the way thank you mike you're a prince Thank you, Michael. You're absolutely one of our foundational members, and we appreciate your support every single day. I want to add on one quick thing to what you were saying. If that was Mahomes, for example, doing high knees on a transatlantic flight, I mean, all these bootlicking media members would have to change their pants. But when Russell Wilson does it, it's the end of the world and put him on put him in Guantanamo. That's how they treated him. I've never seen someone get so much unwarranted hate. I have, though. You know who that was? You mentioned him earlier, Chad. Tim Tebow. And you know why he got that hate? Because of his Christian beliefs, because of his religious beliefs. He wasn't going out there and doing what Deshaun Watson did or what Ray Lewis did off the field all those years ago. He was a football gamer and he just was himself and he expressed himself, but that's not good enough. But what Russ has been getting in the age of social media and Twitter and everyone having a platform looking for clout, I have never seen anything like that. And I hope he gets his revenge to shut all them up. Yeah, that's basically what Twitter in particular has become, right? It's just like the cesspool march clamor for clout. Uh, Gary Palmer, brother, number two tonight. We love the swashbuckler at MHH. He says, you know, some of these interviews may be Sean Payton turning over every rock just in case he stumbles upon a gem. MHH for life. Buck em. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, I I think he's just being thorough. I think, you know, he and a lot of teams, they're just taking their time this time around. We'll see what comes of it. But uh, I would not, honestly, guys, I would not be alarmed by the fact that you're looking at, you know, February 16th and the entire coaching staff is not flushed out yet. A lot of teams are in that position right now, Zach. Yeah, all the teams that hired five new five teams are in the same boat. They all hire new head coaches, and that's the way the NFL structured it. They did it so you you're hiring later in the offseason. Uh, no more early January uh, coaching hires are done, and then you have to start filling out your staff. So I'd rather Sean Payton be thorough. I'd rather him find his guy who he feels comfortable with than either being forced to coach or uh, forced to hurry up his process. Renardo. Jumping in with a very wow. generous Thank super you. chat. Renardo, in case you, you missed it at the top of the show, you're currently ranked top five in the month of February on Super Chat. And this is only going to bolster your standings all the more. So you're going to probably be in the running if you keep this up through February anyway for the drawing for a Broncos jersey of your choice. But thank you, dude. Very generous. Helping us keep the lights on here. Love it. He says, I would love to have Champ Bailey on our defensive staff. Let's build a dream team coaching staff and do the darn thing. Yeah, again, I, Scott, I don't know if you still got that comment handy, but that would all be fine and dandy. But Champ Bailey doesn't coach. That's the thing. You know, Ed Reed, he's dabbled in coaching. Uh, Champ Bailey, he doesn't coach. Deion Sanders, 
I mean, that was weird, right? Think about this. Dion goes however many years post-playing career in, in media, TV, all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, he goes, I'm going to go be a coach. And he goes, and now he becomes, you know, a coveted NCAA head coach. It's happens, but I've not seen or heard anything that would lead me to believe Champ Bailey is interested in returning to the NFL through the coaching ranks. But if he were, by all means, dude, I mean, that guy would be an absolute well of technical and uh, strategic knowledge when it comes to defensive backs. Some of the best coaches, you know, head coaches or assistants are former players, but just because you were a player doesn't mean you are coaching material. And that's the only basis uh, you guys have for the argument of Champ Bailey is he was a legendary Bronco. Well, that's all well and good. But again, look at Jeff Saturday and the Colts last year. I mean, it doesn't necessarily correlate. If he has some experience, if he was looking to cut his teeth, I'd say bring him aboard as a defensive, even a quality control guy or an assistant defensive backs coach. But just because he's Champ Bailey isn't merit enough to bring him and get rid of CP in the process. Garth Knight, brother, on a roll tonight. Thank you. He says, Tebow was lambasted exactly. in the media. Russ exactly. is kind of this day and ages. Tim Tebow, great call, gentlemen. Yeah, there's something to it. You know, the wholesome, aw shucks, kind of, uh, you know, maybe it has something to do with the the Christian – beliefs thing being so like you know front of brain with tebow he would signal it obviously with the what became known as uh tebowing right with the kneel down and all that with russ he's very open and uh, out in front wears it on his sleeve his uh religious beliefs and whatnot that's part of it but i think the other aspect of it is he's genuinely perceived as a guy that's uh pretty squeaky clean uh, as it relates to you know some of the vagaries, some of the trappings act that are out there for famous sports athletes and rich guys, he's pretty squeaky clean. And so it makes him a, a target in the eyes of people want to tear him down. Oh, I want to hold my tongue so bad, but I just, I'll just say like, you know, Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow was killed for kneeling, but there's another player I can recall that was praised for kneeling. So it has to come down for Tebow to him being Christian and expressing that. And that wasn't deemed cool enough for the social club, you know, for the cool kids club out there. And that's what social media is. That's what Twitter is. And it's so much worse, infinitely worse now than it was in the Tebow days. And you're seeing it with Russ. It's whatever's popular, whatever fad people want to jump on. There is no individual think anymore. It's all group think and people jump on the latest trend. It's disgusting to me. Lawrence saying uh, a second ago, beers on Michael on Facebook, throwing down. Uh, amen to that. Thomas, thank you for the super chat, my friend. He says, what do you think about getting a higher priced backup quarterback to really light a fire under Wilson? Say uh, Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, or heck, he says, even Daniel Jones would be incredibly healthy to see the competition. I feel you, Thomas. I do. Okay. I'm not going to uh, try and put the, your takedown at all, but I'm still a little bit traumatized by the QB1 open competitions in Denver from 2016 through basically till Russ got here. I don't I don't want that. I don't think it's necessarily, you know, if you don't know the your quarterback one is is the best option like then you don't have a quarterback one. Like you you got to know that going in. Doesn't mean you don't have a backup plan, doesn't mean you you find the best possible QB2 that you can find, but for the sake of competition, I think we learned 
from 2016 through 2021 that it's a it's a little bit overrated if you don't have the dogs if you don't have the horses you know backup to backup caliber quarterbacks vying for QB1 it avails you not so um but I am all about upgrading Brett Rippon I'll tell you that much like Brett you want to talk about players getting into coaching that's a guy that should do a, a beeline into that ASAP. He stands to make a lot more money. He stands to have Zach a much more prolific, long-lasting career the sooner he gets on that path. But um, we'll be talking a lot about quarterback options as far as the backup stuff. A lot of articles, Zach, have already been flying around milehuddle.com from different writers about that very subject. But your thoughts? Uh, well, let's attack the premise of the question here. Do the Broncos need a higher-priced backup when you're paying your starter $245 million. I'd rather him earn that money and the Broncos save a few pennies if they can. But you want to break it down by the players that you named. Uh, we don't have the question up anymore, but Daniel Jones is going to get a bag from the Giants. I mean, 25, 30, 35 a year. Jimmy Garoppolo could get starters money. I think Mayfield could be staying with the Rams. So you're going to aim a little lower. I mean, people talk about Garner Minshew. I don't think he's a great QB two. I want Taylor Heineke or Jacoby Brissett. If the Broncos go in that direction where you sign and hand money to a veteran number two, but the good thing about having Sean Payton is coaching, coaching, coaching. So if you take a Brett Rippon like talent, for example, and you have the coaching in place, elite coaching, you can make that guy into a long-term QB two. So you can draft a quarterback, for example, and make him the QB two because you have the coaching in place, but higher priced throwing more money at the problem when you're paying again, you know, a quarter billion dollars to one guy. I don't think that's the solution. Mike says, Hey, you know, thanks. I'm sure for uh, the props, but he says, I don't drink. And you know what, Mike, I feel you on that. I don't drink either very often, like once in a decade, maybe but as a rule i don't drink either uh savage boy kev zach he's trying to trigger you right now uh, nope. but since we're since we're winding down we're about out of time and we want to get at least one twitch question in he says zach on a scale of one to ten how mad are you that melvin gordon got a ring and is flexing it i i'm not mad man like melvin's gonna be melvin uh, he even admitted it he goes i ain't even do anything i got carried to this ring and he's posting with the Lombardi trophy. He's a mercenary. And I think he even realizes that that's, this is going to be the highlight of his career and the highlight of his life. He managed to latch on to the chiefs practice squad. And now he's a champion. So whatever, moving on. Moving on indeed. Okay, guys, we are about out of time. We're going to have to sign off here shortly. So any burning topics uh, that are on your mind, get it in the chat and, uh, We'll get to it before we sign off like this one from DGX, a.k.a. John. He says, what about Larry Fitzgerald as an assistant wide receivers coach just to work with the receiver exercises on how to catch the ball because he never dropped it? Zach, what do you know about Larry Fitzgerald and the possibility of the coaching ranks? I don't know enough to say anything definitive, so I'm looking at his wiki, and um, I don't believe he's gotten into coaching, and that would be... Oh, on September 7th of last year, he joined the ESPN Monday Night Countdown crew. So I think he's following his father, who is a, I believe he's a journalist, a longtime sports writer. He could be following his father's footsteps into media, but I wouldn't mind that. He was one of the best receivers of that I've ever seen of this generation. Very sure-handed, very reliable. You could learn a thing or two. So I wouldn't be necessarily opposed to that. 
Uh, Phil wants to know what about Marcus Mariota um, as a as a backup option quit. in Denver. I honestly, Zach, if the money was right, I wouldn't hate it uh, because I think that's about as high as you want to go in terms of quarterback cachet, clout, skins on the wall. If so long as it's balanced with the money for a backup to Russ and also a guy that similar in terms of some of his skill set can throw not a pocket guy he's best on the move all that stuff but what are your thoughts I ooh, I don't know man I didn't watch a lot of Falcons football last year unlike someone like Scott but I believe he bailed on the team because of his injury or because they wanted to move to Desmond Ritter I don't really want someone as mentally soft as Marcus Mariota, there's also the baggage of him being a former high round, first round bust. Again, you don't need to take on someone like that or throw a lot of money at a QB two. When you have Sean Payton, you have the coaching, you can make even the most mediocre chicken salad into something delectable. Tom jumping in with an 11th hour super chat. Thank you, big dog. He says, guys got in late. What would it take for you guys to trade Patrick Sertan? I don't want to. But everyone has a price. Zach, for me, even this, to countenance the subject of trading Patrick Sertan, it would have to be like positioning yourself for a can't-miss quarterback or something like that in the draft. And uh, otherwise, not for sale. Like it would take a veritable king's ransom to price Sertan. Because here's the thing. What do we hear about? It's kind of cliche, but the four positions for the, the building blocks, the foundational positions for a championship roster, quarterback on the offensive side of the ball, quarterback, left tackle on the defensive side, edge and a shutdown corner. So what, he's one of the he's a guy that plays a foundational piece. So and we've already seen his levels of production just two years into his career. Think about what Washington did back in the day with Champ Bailey. Um I'm sure as as the years marched on, Zach, they rude that decision to give up what they did uh, to acquire Clinton Portis from the from the Broncos and give up Champ Bailey and all that stuff. So I don't know, Tom. I'd have to really think about that to give you a legitimate answer. I'm not going to say that he's untouchable because really no player is. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, but I think what Savage Boy Kev here said is uh, pretty accurate. Eight first-round picks. That's my starting price for Patrick Sertan because, you know, when you take away a foundational player, you trade him away. Yeah, you're getting draft compensation, a lot of it, but there's no guarantee far from it that those players will be as good or as impactful as a Patrick Sertan. This is a generational type cornerback. You're talking about a corner with Hall of Fame, legitimate Hall of Fame potential. The best corner of the Broncos have had since Champ Bailey, and he might go down better than Champ when it's all said and done. So... It's the same principle, you know, Chad, we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it much, the Garrett Bowles trade rumors. I understand the Broncos are looking to recoup some capital, but at what cost? Literally, because you're making another hole on your roster to solve, you know, you're taking from one to pay the other. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So if you trade away Patrick Sertan and you draft a cornerback, for example, isn't that a lateral move, if not a downgrade? Yeah, I don't like the idea. Uh of putting bowls. I know he was injured for most of last year and um, it was coming off a slight downturn season from his second team, all pro year, the big bowls year, but Hey man, 
beggars can't be choosers. And we saw what happened to that O-line when he uh, left. Not that it was ever that good while he was there, but still, keep the foundational. If you have legit options at the foundational pieces, keep them. Keep them in the foundation. Keep those footings there for Russ and Sean Payton to build upon. Uh, Dave from Georgia. Guys, we're going to rapid fire what remains. We're almost out of time. He says, has, and thank you, brother. He says, has anyone asked Steve Atwater if he wants to coach DBs? Um, interesting, interesting point. Uh, sounds like a, a better Miller Lite commercial we're putting together than a coaching staff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fun to dream, though, right? And that's, I think, what everybody's getting perhaps a little carried away with. But um yeah it's steve outwater i think he's pretty happy doing what he does yeah. right now working for the denver broncos and doing the media thing and kind of being a team ambassador and all that stuff but renardo with another very generous one thank, thank you. you brother he says sertan is untouchable in my eyes anyone on defense but him yeah i would agree with that there'd be a prize for anyone on defense i'm trying to think if there's anyone i really linger too much on if you could get a good return and nah not really even justin simmons like if you could turn him for a second round pick i I probably wouldn't say no to that if it was the right situation and depending on what the philosophy is coming in with the defense coordinator and all that stuff but zach we're about out of time yeah i'll just say if the broncos hire rex ryan there's no i can't believe we're even entertaining the idea of trading ps2 but there's no way in hell they're going to uh if they hire rex you need that lockdown corner and ps2 is obviously just that um zach by the way steve armstrong thank you for the super chat bro great to see you even at the 11th hour um let's grab this one real quick from tim because we haven't touched on this um tonight and then We'll get out of here. He wants to know, did we hire Arch Manning's coach? Zach, you had the article if you want to tell everybody what's up. Yes, the Broncos hired Logan Kilgore, who spent the last season, 2022, as the quarterback's coach and OC of Newman High School, where Arch Manning played before he committed to Texas. And he had just tremendous success with Arch. I think he threw 34 touchdowns. He had a career-best passer rating. I mean, he was a uh, instrumental part of what Arch did. And before that, he helped at Arkansas State with the passing game as an offensive analyst, a very bright, uh, very articulate, intelligent coach who I believe is going to help the Broncos' uh, passing game with Russell Wilson. By the way, uh, doctor, he says, I was mad when they traded Portis, but Washington got fleeced. Yeah, I remember that. You know, this was back before everybody had a uh, quantum computer basically in your pocket. and You could get news in real time, um, even whatever that was, the spring of 04. Um, and I remember back then as a young college student, I was on my way to school, stopped by the uh, gas station as I was wont to do to grab the sporting news for the week, and boom, there it was on the f- cover Broncos trade Clinton Portis and at the time I was crushed I really was because he was a stud he was a star back-to-back 1500 yard rushing seasons back-to-back 15 plus touchdown rushing season they dealt him away but as you say here it was Washington that got fleeced and in the final analysis through the lens of history we all know who came out on top in that particular trade yeah, I was in like 10th grade. I remember going to the library on the computer because you're right, not everyone had a phone with internet where you can check those things. And it was a rare player-for-player player trade as well. It was a blockbuster to end all blockbusters, and I'll never forget how surprised I was that they made that deal. Michael, thank you so much for your support, and that goes to everybody tonight. Love you. Uh, seriously, you guys help us keep the lights on, allow this content to keep coming every single night. This show, our show, 
all the other MHH shows. So pat yourselves on the back because if we were in the same room with you, we'd be doing that. We'd be patting you on the back. So much love and respect. But we got a couple of messages for you, and then we're going to dip. Yes, sir. That was the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not following us on Twitter, be sure to do so at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Chad's at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer, at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're about to show you right now, go check it out at MHHmerch.com. New website, new inventory, and a new Buckham t-shirt as you see right there. They are flying off the shelves. No exaggeration, guys. They really are selling really fast like hotcakes. Go out and get you one if you haven't already. And if you're not doing so, go to Facebook.com slash Pod. Like that page and follow that page. And guys and gals, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win. Could be that Buckham shirt or another piece of material each and every single month. But if anything, please, guys, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Amen. Amen to that. Shout out to these great, <clears throat> pardon me, supporters and Super Chat superstars tonight. Uh, starting with our great Facebook community, Michael Ronquillo, just throwing down big baller stars tonight. Appreciate you, dog. Phil McLaughlin, Colby C. Collier, Mike Reno, Lawrence Rivera on YouTube, our Super Chat superstars getting after it tonight, making us feel the love. We appreciate each and every one of you. BK, Sam Bam, uh, DGX, Plum Bob, The Duchess, David Kilgore, Sue Gibson, Ronald Putnam, so many newcomer names, which I love seeing. Garth Knight, Road Glide Nation. Chris Chances, Gary Blah Blah, Gary Palmer, the Swashbuckler, uh, Renardo jumping in, Thomas, Tom, uh, that's two different Thomas Magnani and Tom Lackhoff, uh, Dave from Georgia, Steve Armstrong, love you guys, appreciate each and every one of you. One quick message before we dip on out of here, guys, go check out brand new single from my band, Bridge the Gap, just dropped today over the target. Zach has heard it. It's a ripper. It'll blow your hair back a little bit, all right? So be prepared, but go check it out. Pull it up, Bridge the Gap, Over the Target on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your tunes, check it out. And other than that, guys, have a great weekend. We'll see you Sunday. Can't wait. Take care, guys, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.